Welcome to Beyond the Shire. My name is Jack Wolf. For today's adventure, we're going to talk about childhood books. I grew up in a simpler time. I remember childhood books, and uh, everybody's childhood books are different depending on when you were born. I was born in 1956. And the books that were written back then, were well, they were, they were simpler. They were books to help you with reading and understanding, and they had these wonderful pictures to illustrate what was intended to be learned and what your takeaways might be, and, and some instruction in there. Those books uh, were like Dick and Jane, Dick and Jane Go Away, and Dick and Jane Go, 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 Dick and Jane Jump and Run. And then they'd have these little, you know, see Dick, see Dick Run, see Jane, see Jane Run. Father said, run, run, one, two, three, run to dinner, run, run, run. Here is Spot. Here is Little Mew. Spot can run, and Little Mew can run. And on and on these stories go with Dick and Jane and Spot and Mew and all the simple things that help children understand family and understand life and all those kinds of things. You know, and I, I'm, a, I'm a simple Midwestern man, and so I have a Midwestern culture. I did not grow up in church. Really, I only remember going to church a couple times as a child. I remember going to vacation Bible school. And the thing I remember most about vacation Bible school was, the well, the cookies and the, and the Kool-Aid. Yeah, the Kool-Aid that we drank. But later on in life, when I was uh, 17 years old, I got saved without any church background whatsoever, uh, really. And I began to follow the Lord. And as I read the Bible... Um, I just read it simply, and frankly, I believed everything in it that I read. I believed it was a book from God that he inspired people to write, and they were stories to be read over and over and over again that would help instruct and help guide my life. Later on in life, I did become a pastor. I went to Bible college, and I'm thankful for all of those years. I really am. And with all due respect to those who deeply understand the Hebrew and the Greek, and I'm thankful for those men and women that do, but I would like to suggest that we try to read the Bible, well, in a more simple way. Did God intend His Word to be complicated and mysterious and hard to understand? We do know throughout history, not everybody could read. You know, only the educated could, and they would share from manuscripts. And back in those days, they had stained glass windows that would depict maybe the many great stories in the Bible. And perhaps the priest or whoever was presenting that particular morning would refer to those windows when they spoke and so that those who could not read could understand what was being communicated through those simple stories that we would see on stained glass windows. They were simple. They were easy. Well, much like Dick and Jane, Spot and Mew. I've traveled to Europe and been in a lot of places where I've seen those beautiful stained glass windows. And while many would criticize the the opulence of such a thing, they really did help communicate some very great truths about who God was, who Jesus was, and what he means in our life. And I think it's interesting that when Jesus comes along, I, I've always found this fascinating that Jesus hardly ever quoted the Bible in the classic way that we do today. If you read through the New Testament, he does reference the Bible, the Old Testament, but most of the time he's referencing that to those that were educated, the Pharisees and folks like that, teachers of the law, so to speak, and he would refer to those things that they had grown up and understood. But most of the time, I'm going to say 90% of the time, Jesus is just coming along and sharing very, very simple stories with people. And I love that. 
He comes along and he tells a story. Think about it just for a moment. The simple, easy to understand stories. I mean, just pause right now and think of some that you've read or some that you've heard. The prodigal son. Got stories about people losing things and then finding them. Lost sheep and lost coins. You know, he's these stories are really pretty easy to understand, much like see Dick run, see Jane run, see Spot run, see Mew run. We got stories about sowing seeds and harvesting and just these simple to understand ideas, but in those ideas are these great life lessons that help guide us and inform us about life. Most things in the Bible, frankly, are very easy to understand. And might I suggest this, that you, you start, and maybe you're doing it right now, and good if you are, but continue if you are reading the Bible in the story form that it was written in. Nearly every morning I read the Bible. I'm currently reading through the New Testament, and I just read a chapter at a time. And I read it like the story that it is. Right now I'm in 2 Corinthians, and I'm listening to Paul sharing about his life, and he's talking about his friends and the journey that they're on and what they're facing and what they're working on. And yes, he's given them instruction based on what's going on you know, in their community and showing them about who God is and what God might be doing and what they're learning and what they're understanding. I was reading this um, the other morning, just listening to Paul. He's he, it's in Second Corinthians seven. He's 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 writing in this letter, and he and I love the openness of this. This is just a little something out of context, a little bit. You can go back and read the whole story, but he's saying, even if I caused you sorrow by my letter, I don't regret it. Though I did regret it, I see that my letter hurt you, but only for a little while. Yet now I'm happy, not because you were made sorry because your sorrow led you to repentance. For you became sorrowful as God intended, and so were not harmed in any way by us. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. In that is some instruction, but I love the vulnerability of Paul. Even if I caused you sorrow by my letter and I really don't regret it. I mean, you know, these kind of things, you know, it's like, you know, there, there's a verse in Proverbs said the wounds of a friend are faithful. You know, that we say things to one another at times that might after hurt and sting a little bit. But at the end of the day, they help really bring instruction and guidance. And just the vulnerability of Paul as he's talking uh, through these letters really encourages me. And I, I think about it and I try to think about their context and what's going on and how they felt as they read it and what Paul was trying to communicate and how is it relatable to me in my life, you know, today. And I just take so much from it. It's amazing. Now, I will say this. It, now, we don't understand all the cultural and contextual components sometimes in the Bible, and we do have to dig in a little bit to have a better understanding. But the readers of the day and those that Paul would have been talking to would have understood it because it was their culture and their context. To give you just a quick little analogy, I remember being in Africa for the very first time many years ago, and and some of the local people, uh, they, they saw my cell phone uh, when I was there. And wow, they were, they were amazed. And the amazement on their face was absolutely remarkable. And I could see that through 
you know, uh, you know, the terms that we have in the United States and the common things that we roll out of our mouths all the time, you know, they, the folks in Africa have real no context, no understanding about my cell phone or the words that I would use. Imagine going to some remote place and go, hey, you know, you can just Google that. Well, that means to research, to discover, to investigate, but they wouldn't know what that means. And so in a lot of ways, the Bible you know, has terms like that that we need to dig into a little bit to have a better understanding. But in that understanding, let's understand this. How about that? Let's not dig so deep that we lose the point of the story. I have a phrase that I've been using for years when it comes to the Bible, reading the Bible, understanding the Bible. And that is this, that sometimes you can dissect a frog so much that the frog is no, no longer recognizable. You don't even know what it is. There's just a lot of pieces, you know, on a, I guess on a plate or on a, you know, on a board somewhere in a lab, right? So when we dig deep, let's not dig so deep that we lose the bigger point of the story. Like what is the larger point of David and Goliath? What is the larger point of Daniel in the lion's den? Let's not miss those things. And then understanding how those stories impact your life. You know, we're, we're impacted by stories every single day. What, what are you binging on right now in Netflix? And as you read those stories, or you watch those stories, rather you're not reading Netflix, but you're watching those stories and you're, you're laughing, you're crying, you're moved, you're mad, you're upset, you're learning, you're growing, hopefully, you know, because those stories can impact our life. And sometimes I'll watch a story that I don't necessarily really like, but it does have a great impact on my life in a good way if I look at it in a way that maybe, maybe God's helping me see something in myself through that story. This is how the Bible is. What stories impact you? What, what moves you? What influences you? And while I would encourage you to study the Bible, I would encourage you more to read the Bible, to see the story, feel the story. What stands out? What moves you? What do you identify with? What's relevant today? Because this word is always relevant. It's alive and active. That's what the Bible tells us. That we have this book that's alive, that's vibrant, that, that stirs our hearts, that was intended. God made sure that all the stories that he wanted us to know were written down that would guide and instruct and, and correct and you know, move in our lives in a way that, that he had intended. Now, these stories are not intended just for the few. They're actually intended for everyone, for it's his story to us, for it's the story of God who loves us, his relationship with him, our relationship with him, and the world that we live in. Kind of like C. Dick and Jane and Spot and Mew Run. The stories are here to instruct, to guide, to correct, to help define who we are and what truths really guide our lives. In this book are good and bad examples, good lessons and bad ones, heartache and despair and victory and overcoming. And I'm concerned that the stories that are intended to guide us and instruct us and correct us and to encourage us are being minimized and seen as irrelevant or not current or not cool or not whatever, not the way that was really intended to guide. And we see, we understand that even as there's been an uproar in the world of, of trying to eliminate all history that doesn't, that doesn't sit well with us, which is crazy because in the Bible, God made sure that, man, it was all in here, the good, the bad, and the ugly, if you will. 
but not to say this is the way, but what way should we be or how does this speak into us? And as the old saying goes, for those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. That's actually in uh, uh, in, in Auschwitz or Birkenau. We've been to both places, and uh, it's a it's a sombering, sombering place uh, for sure. But God's just, in, in a lot of ways, He's saying, "Don't forget history. Don't forget who I am. Don't forget what I'm about." These stories are here to instruct and guide. Now, just a, a short little something that happened to me this uh, not not too long ago. I had a phone call from a friend of mine that I haven't seen in, well, over a, a year and a year and a year and a half, and he wanted to have a cup of coffee. And they were struggling with some internal things, you know, just some, I, I won't go into it, but some internal things, kind of things in the mind. And as we talked, I remember in our conversation, I mentioned that they're the enemy that could be influencing their thought life. And there was this poignant moment when they said to me, what enemy are you talking about? <laughs> now, with all due respect, I didn't break out my Strong's Concordance and my Greek lexicon. What I did, however, is very simply tell the story of Adam and Eve, the serpent in the garden that lied and influenced the minds and the hearts of Eve and really Adam and the relevance of that story today. Then I shared some other stories on how the enemy was defeated by Christ and how we could stand against those lies. And there are a lot of stories being told today that, again, I've, I'm going to repeat myself, that are being rewritten. We, can, we are not uh, entitled to rewrite the Bible. We're entitled to read it, bring, it in, bring that understanding into our lives and understand how it guides and directs our lives today, these stories. Here's what was great about that little encounter that I had with my friend. It really ministered. It really... Uh, touched a point in his life that said, yeah, oh, I understand that. Simple story, easy to understand, and yeah, he, he's doing tremendous because of the truth in those stories. You know, the Bible says that all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field, and the grass withers, and the flowers will fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. We need to be encouraged by these stories. We need to, when we can, share them like the story that they are. And, you know, much like see Dick run, you know, same thing here, the simplicity of the Bible, the impact that it actually has. These are not verses to be dissected to where we lose the point of the story, but they are stories to be shared. And in these days, I don't prepare messages every week like I used to, you know, when I pastored. I remember the, I'll say, pressure at some point, you know, trying to come up with some new little hot thing to speak instead of just simply sharing the story that God's given us and the simplicity of it. We don't have to make it complicated. You know, see Dick run, see Jane run, not complicated, but boy, easy to understand. I'm not saying the Bible didn't have hard things in it, but boy, most of the stories are relevant to the world that we live in today. Hey, happy reading. Enjoy the stories that God has for you. We'll see you next time.